Hello everyone. It's the Amiga 500 Mini, the A500 Mini. How many years have we longed for this moment? How many years have we talked about what it might be, what form it might take? We knew it was only a matter of time before you know the Amiga jumped on the Mini bandwagon. And now it's here. Now we know something about it. The question is, is it what we wanted? Uh, who is it for? And um, are we going to be getting one? So, yes. Aaron, um, I guess we, we should probably start by talking about exactly what we know so far about the A500 Mini. A good idea. We'll just go over the particulars real quick here, Bo, just so we can get this out in the open here. So what you've got here is a miniaturized uh, version of the Amiga 500, a little plastic version that has a, uh, a keyboard that is just molded on. We'll get that out of the way. And this is to include uh, 25 classic Amiga titles, uh, not all of which have been uh, have, have been uh, mentioned yet. This emulates uh, not only the Atari 500, but the 600, the 1200 as well, uh, right across the board. Uh, you can save and resume progress at any time, Boat. Uh, this will have a 720p HD display. Uh, at uh, 50 or 60 hertz, depending on where you are at and what you set it for. Uh, multiple scaling options. It will have a virtual keyboard support, which which that'd be pretty obvious since the keyboard doesn't work. It also has USB uh, support, keyboard support, and it's got USB ports in it and upgradable firmware. Mm -hmm. uh, it also not only does it ship, not only do you get the console itself, you also get a USB mouse. And a USB uh, joystick, a gamepad that is both are fashioned in the true Amiga tradition. Uh, right, both. that means that the, the the mouse looks like a tank mouse, and the gamepad looks like a CD32 controller. Uh, yes, uh, the, I wouldn't say it looks exactly like a CD32 controller. It looks a lot more like a CD32 controller than any other gamepad. That's true. That's absolutely true. And I will say it, that's not the worst controller to emulate. It's not. That controller gets a lot of flack, but I think it's pretty good. Uh, this also runs on the uh, USB-C power standard, so they've modernized that. Uh, basically, if you're familiar with the C64 Mini uh, that was out, I guess, probably about five years ago, then this is just pretty much the exact same thing uh, in an Amiga 500 shell. In fact, both, I wouldn't be terribly surprised if the hardware in this is very similar to what's in the uh, C64 Mini, just because that sort of hardware is flexible. And, uh, of course, the Amiga has been fairly well emulated for quite a while, and I'd wager that uh, what they've got in here is something that's based on traditional Amiga emulation, especially considering that Cloanto is heavily evolved in this, and, of course, they're behind the uh, very popular well, Amiga Well, we, we, we don't know how heavily involved Cloanto is. Well, in their Cloanto, Cloanto has licensed the Kickstart ROM to these guys to make this thing. We don't know how involved Cloanto is at all. Well, they were involved in the C64 as well. So, I mean, they've got, they're definitely working with them in some capacity. Are they just providing ROMs? You're right. There's no 100% assurance, but I would be surprised if some of uh, what uh, Cloanto has been working on for all these decades isn't involved because the uh, emulation of the Amiga uh, is a, a much tougher nut to crack than the C64, I'd wager. Yeah. Don't you now, think? Well, 
I wish I could say yes, because what I'd love to see is Cloanto update Amiga Forever to make it look like the UI in, in the, that's been released on the trailer. So there has been a trailer that, that has been released for this thing. And uh, it basically shows you what the UI is going to look like. Uh, it's very uh, plug and play, very, I would call it casual gamer friendly. And that you don't, of course, you're not going to be dealing with workbench. You're not going to be dealing with anything that you have to type. Um, you have a menu of games. You have save game features that look very similar to the slots that are in the, the Nintendo mini consoles. Um, and, you know, the, if Cloanto was behind this, uh, it's sort of a shame that they are somewhat clunky text-based uh, UI that they continue to use for Amiga Forever still continues to be a thing. And they kept this under wraps for this thing, which leads me to believe that they aren't, in fact, the designers of this UI, that they are basically just li they are licensing the ROMs and then they're letting the guys over at Retro Games Limited come up with the UI. I want to disagree with you there, and I'll tell you why. Because the newest version of uh, Amiga Forever has a much better UI. And they even have a version that's all picture based, you know. So they've they've come a long way uh, with their UI over the previous version. Now, okay. is it was it one that I uh, think is as good as say the carousel on the CC40? I don't, uh, but I, I think it's nice. And I don't think I listen. I think uh, uh, the people that brought the C64 out, the, I think it was universally agreed that that carousel was a good UI. Mm -hmm. And I think if they stick to that. Uh, as a front end, there'd be golden. Plus, you got to think there's a lot less. Cloanto's Amiga Forever often will handle many, many hundreds of entries, where this one will handle nearly as many. Now, we should also mention it's been uh, it's been determined that this will have full WHD load support. Right. Boat. And for those that aren't uh, in the in the know on that, what that means is uh, the the Amiga has a a way of basically emulating games. Uh, over the system that's is I'm not gonna say foolproof, but it's a very uh, painless way to play them uh, without having to wait for load times and stuff. It's 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 a much better way to do it. And most games on the Amiga are supported. All the big popular games are pretty much supported with WHD load. So I like the fact that they've because if you'll recall, the C64 Mini came out. It did not have a a, a, a native way to. Uh, add games without a bunch of hassle. You had to go through CC4 DOS to do a bunch of crazy stuff. And I remember there was a time before the firmware came around that people had devised all these crazy systems to put add multiple games to a thing. So eventually they really uh, firmed up the C64's carousel and with the ability to add your own stuff. And so I, one's going to assume that this will be a similar sort of affair where they will uh, seam it up. Now, with all that said, Boat, I mean, that's pretty much the long and short of it. I mean, to summarize, small plastic box with a with a gamepad and a mouse that will let you play twenty five Amiga titles. Right. Um, right. Now we need to talk about what they're what they're offering this thing for sale for. Yes. So this is going to be on sale uh, in. Uh, I I would imagine that this thing is going to come to the United States because. They list the price in pounds, euros, and U.S. dollars. Yes. Uh, right off the bat, they're only releasing it in Europe, uh, and the price is. Why can I not find the price? Do you have it up, Aaron? I believe it was one hundred and thirty-nine. Okay. Boat, as I recall, uh, which is a uh, um, it's a lot of money. One hundred twenty pounds, Mitsuyama saying. So I believe it was one hundred thirty-nine American dollars. That sounds I right. Think. Yeah. Um, 
So you're paying uh, a good chunk of change, basically, for this thing. To, and especially since you're playing paying, playing for 25 native games. And if you add your own, uh, you pr if you can add your own WHD loads to this, then you probably know what your way around Amiga in the first place. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. And it, I think that they're they're trying to thread the needle here between making a system that's easy enough for somebody that either had an Amiga when they were a kid and have not revisited it, or somebody that's brand new to the Amiga. They want to have something that they can plug in and get into a game as easy as you can on the other mini consoles. But at the same time, they're catering to the more advanced user that is a, that is familiar with WHD and and can put their own games on there. So I, I think it's, it's definitely uh, a killer feature to have WHD support uh, natively right out of the box. I think it's really, it, it's almost a must-have feature, to be honest with you, because... What you're asking here is, I mean, granted, this comes with a uh, a mouse that the the C64 did not come with a mouse, so you're mm -hmm. there's going to be an added expense there. Uh, but this is uh, a, a very expensive item for a mini. I mean, do you recall what the uh, oh the Super Nintendo and the NES movies? They were going for about yeah, 80, all, all of the all those bucks. were well yeah they were well under a hundred dollars right, and those came with a lot. Bigger titles, a lot more well-known titles, and a lot more titles. And they, they, how many do you recall the uh, the opening volley of titles oh, on those boy. machines? I, it was definitely. I I, I want to say it was more than twenty-five. I wish that I, I had that information right right off the bat. But what Nintendo had on their side was the economics of scale. I yeah. have a feeling that they they were cranking those things out by the millions. I don't know how many of these A500 minis are going to go into production, but uh, I have a feeling that, that that probably has something to do with the price. Not to mention the fact that, um, you know, including things like the mouse and uh, and the, the joystick, I mean, as long as they are quality things, you know, that adds a little bit to the cost, too. You notice that uh, the uh, the uh, classic wind, uh, Amiga logo, the Boing Ball, not present on here, and I'm sure all this is due to someone owning the copyright for something. I noticed that even in the logo, uh, it, you don't even have it. And it's and I don't believe the words Amiga are mentioned anywhere on here. It's just the A500. This is very similar to the C64, where they never called it the Commodore 64. So I'm assuming there's some baloney involved, vote in terms of the rights holders. Right. That sort of thing. Now, before we get into talking about it, is it worth it and whatnot, I want to talk about, uh, if, if you'll indulge me, vote. I want to talk about the games. Because uh, for your average person that doesn't have the ability to uh, to add their own games, this is going to be what sells the machine. They're going to be these 25 games. Mm -hmm. And let's go on the assumption that uh, I would guess the majority of the people that buy this, that pick it up at their local store when they get released, are probably just going to take it home, plug it in, and play it because they used to have an Amiga, especially over in the UK and Europe. Um the games that are enlisted uh, as of being included thus far, and again, these this is an incomplete list. Uh, Alien Breed 3D, uh, Another World, uh, ATR All-Terrain Racing, Battle Chess, so Brent will be happy, um, Cadaver, uh, Kickoff 2, Pinball Dreams, Simon the Sorcerer, Speedball 2, Brutal Deluxe, The Chaos Engine, uh, Worms, The Director's Cut, Zool, Ninja, of the nth dimension with more games to be announced. Now, but we've actually played, I think we've played almost all of these. I don't know if we've played cadaver. Uh, I don't, that one, I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, what do you think of this list and how do you see the appeal of this as a, something that you're going to be out there trying to sell? Uh, I think it's, it's a pretty solid list 
of what you know if i were picking games that were representative of a wide variety of genres yeah you could definitely do worse um a couple of things that uh, that really stuck out to me was the 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 uh, selection of uh, kickoff two versus sensible soccer. Yes, I knew you were going to say that. And you know, I, I think the, we both prefer Cincy yeah. to kickoff two, but that kickoff two does have its uh, certainly its admirers. Is there right. doubt about that? Um, you know, I probably would have gone uh, Super Frog instead of Zool if I were picking a platformer. I think Super Frog is at least as well-known as Zool is in the Amiga community, although Super Frog didn't get as many sequels, which he got zero, and Zool got a ton. Uh, but uh, I, I think that Super Frog is One. probably a, a better game. Um, Alien Breed 3D, that's a real head-scratcher, um, because the, you know, the Alien Breed games, when you talk to somebody about Alien Breed and they say, man, I love Alien Breed, what they're talking about is the top-down games, the top-down yes. shoot-em-up games. Alien Breed 3D is a rather poor uh, first-person shooter because, you know, let's be honest, the, the Amiga strength is not in first-person shooters. Um, I did hear from somebody on Twitter when we were talking about this list, say that uh, perhaps they wanted to put Alien Breed 3D on there because there's not an easy way to acquire that game now. Uh, you can get the various Alien Breed games uh, that have been re-released on various platforms, uh, but not Alien Breed 3D. I think that that's, that's plausible, but unlikely. I think if you are putting games on this thing, you're putting games that you think people want to buy this thing to play. Uh, and, I, you know, the Alien Breed 3D is a head-scratcher. Pinball Dreams, solid choice. Uh, yeah. Simon the Sorcerer, solid. Yeah. Speedball 2, I mean... All of the other yes. games, uh, except for Cadaver, because just like you, I can't remember what Cadaver is. Yeah, uh, these are these are games that I would absolutely choose to put on this system. I uh, um, I also don't agree with Alien Breed 3D. I I can only assume, and I saw it in the trailer, so maybe they wanted something that was that made it look like the uh, a more advanced level of gaming because right. of the you know right. in, a, in a clip you could get that I guess. Yeah. The one thing I think of when I look down this list though. Uh, is that uh, if you look at all these games, a good chunk of these games are were available on on in other machines, uh, and that which it's okay. Uh, but uh, uh, you know, even stuff like Zool was avail widely available, and you know, including machines that were popular in the UK. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of these were, but I mean, I don't think I don't know if that matters, but mm -hmm. it's there. Well, I mean, I, almost all these games were available on other platforms. That's what so. I'm saying. Yeah. Stuff like Simon the Sorcerer. I don't believe that one ever got out of there. Maybe on the PC or something. Uh, I think that's a real good choice, by the way. That really itches a uh, that really scratches an itch that a lot of people would have. I'm, I know people would love to have the Monkey Island games on here, or or some Psygnosis stuff. Mm -hmm. But we're we're gonna have to see how that goes. And I, yeah. if they did get that stuff, like I would love to see Wings on here. Of course, if if the first game I put on a machine like this is Lionheart. A game that looks great, plays great, and you can't play anyplace else. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it would be a great. Another one would be, uh, 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 like I said, mentioned Wings. There's a there's some games that you can't play anyplace. That, but I mean, again, it all comes down to rights holders. And sometimes, even if you can find who owns the rights, I'm sure it's a tangled mess when they try to go through these. Uh, but uh, uh, I think they chose pretty well. I mean, Battle Chess. Eh, I don't know about that one. I mean, eh, you know, it's famous. It's a famous game. It's not. It's definitely not something that I go back to a ton. Yeah. But I can see why they put it because I think that they wanted to have different sort of you know representative games on here. So yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I, agree I, with that. I, 
it'll be interesting to see, you know, when this mythical later date arrives, what the other games, and I'm sure, you know, if I were retro games limited and I had a release date in mind, I would have done this differently. I would have released, I would have released five at a time once every two weeks until the release date. That's how you build excitement for a product. You know, you say, okay, uh, pinball dreams, Simon, the sorcerer worms and another world. You know, these are the games that we've announced check back in two weeks. We're going to announce five more games. That's how you keep the conversation going on social media. That's how you keep fans involved. And that's how you fuel the fear of missing out that drives all the pre, uh, you know, the pre-orders on all these systems. Anyway, you know, people, they want to be part of the zeitgeist and you build that zeitgeist by just, you know, by dripping these releases out. So I don't yeah. know if that's their plan or if they're just going to drop the last 15 or whatever on on you know closer to release date you know we a game like worms which i saw we didn't really discuss this on the list worms is is still around as we know team 17 still around and they've made a thousand different iterations of this can are people going to go back and play do you think this original the very early worms is going to get any play with so many of them still out there and coming out. Oh, yeah. Out. I'll tell you, you why. So? Because the the director's cut still has the old style graphics, I'm pretty sure. You know, well, the but first... they released many, many of the old of those old style games. No, they know? didn't. They they changed the art style, I believe, at the time right after the director's cut, and then it never went back. Oh, you mean you I thought you just meant two D. You mean the no, actual literal the, art style. Right. I never it, I never paid much attention, to be honest with you. Oh, I, my I gosh. That, that. I, I noticed that all the time, yeah. Um and uh the thing is, I mean, again. You can play any of these games any way that you want. What you what you're getting with this is a nostalgic package of what these guys hope are your favorite games and get you excited enough to buy this thing. That's that's the point of this list. And uh and I think for the people that that are into this, the question is and I think we should probably move to the ne- the next part of our discussion is right. who is this machine for? Yeah. Is this machine for people that are, you know, um, neck deep in Amiga consoles and they want to have, you know, something that is HDMI compatible easily, something they can take to parties and show off to their friends, a, a an ornament for their shelf? Or is this thing for people that don't know what an Amiga is or just have some passing familiarity with it? Well, clearly, you know, you know as well as I do, Boat, because we've talked about these minis ad nauseum. It seems like there's one every every, and you and Neil also <laughs> talked about it, and I'm sure you'll talk about this too. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, you're going to get, you're going to sell a ton of these to people that already have Amigas. All right, why? The same reason that people that have Super Nintendos bought those is because it's a cool looking gimmick put up on your shelf, got the box, looks cool. Maybe they never even open it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, are these going to appeal to people that aren't really into computers? I think in certain parts of the world, the answer is yes. Will they appeal at at the price they're asking? That's the bigger question because they are fairly expensive. Uh, and again, you don't get as many games you did with the C64. But I mean, I, there are obviously any place that there's nostalgia for the system. I think you're going to get some action. Well, let me let me tell you one thing that really sets this apart from the other Every single other mini console. All right. And that's the price of the original hardware. The Super Nintendo, the Nintendo, the C64, you can still pick these things up for a song. Yeah. The Amiga is not like that. Uh, to g- it's hard to get any Amiga for the price of a mini. 
Yeah. It's not hard to get a, a Nintendo Entertainment System for the price of a Mini. Yeah, you, 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 that's a that's an excellent point. And and you know, it's funny. We, I looked at some of our old conversations when we just sort of hypothesized of what the Mini would be like, and whatever. And we were, I mean, it didn't take a rocket scientist, right? Uh, and we both, uh, you, I don't, I can't recall if you thought we were ever going to get one, but I thought we would, but I didn't think we'd ever get one in the states. And I actually hope this gets released here, and, and I'll tell you why. And I don't necessarily think they would sell a ton of these, all right? I, but maybe they would. I don't know. But for people like us, how long did we struggle before we actually got proper Amigas, got the whole setup and everything? It was a nonstop pain in the butt to do anything. It was, it was a living nightmare. Yeah. And a so, living nightmare. So here you've got a, an entry point that's effectively, you don't even need a keyboard. You can sit on your couch with a joystick or your gamepad, use a virtual keyboard, You've got access to all the WHD loads, and let's face facts: uh, if uh, you're probably not going to have too much trouble figuring out how to use those, they're not super complex. You know, if if you're dipping your toe in the pool with this thing, and you're not an Amiga guy, you can figure that out, and that opens up a whole world to you. And so, right out of the box, for 140 bucks, you've got an Amiga that will play any game, plus plus the mouse, plus a, a, a decent looking gamepad. Eh, it's not a bad deal. Plus, it hooks up to HDMI. My, where mm-hmm. was that? You know, mm-hmm. our Amiga 500 wouldn't do that. That's for darn sure. Yeah. You know, we tried like every wacky thing in the book. Plus, you don't have to fight the uh, NTSC PAL situation mm-hmm. that haunts us to, uh, continuously. You know, it's so in a lot of ways, I mean, I think it's pricey, but you bring a valid point up when you say it's pricey, but it's nowhere near what you would pay to get going with an actual Amiga. And that's is one thing you can't say with the other Mini. Right, because guess that's what? Point. You might be able to find, especially if you're in Europe, you might be able to find uh, an Amiga 500 for 100 bucks. But by the time that you get all the doodads to hook that up to your flat screen TV... Guess yeah. what? You're going to be paying more. And if yeah, you're in America, <laughs> good luck. Good luck. Because yeah. we don't have SCART here, you know? Yeah. So. Now, um, someone mentioned, yes, you will be able to hook a USB keyboard to this. Uh, USB controllers. I mean, I, I, I going by how the, the C64, how compatible it was, I don't think you'll have any problems uh, hooking up your various devices to this. Now, there's one other question I want to hump on, and I think this is sort of important, Boat. So... We had the C64 Mini, and it was out a couple years, and then the C64 Maxi, or just the C64 came out, which was the fully envisioned C64 with a working keyboard. It was a real nice unit, a full-size computer. Uh, Will, do you think we're going to see that with the Amiga, and do you think it's something that will cost people, now that they know how uh, these guys operate, is that going to keep people from buying the mini in favor of the full size unit? And then, what do you envision as a cost for something like that? Okay, to answer your first question, no, and I'll tell you why. Okay, because the guys over at Retro Games Limited, or whatever they're called, they know what they're doing. Okay, yeah. they've established a pattern, and the pattern is this: you release the small thing, everybody buys the small thing. And they say, as a response to this great outpouring of uh, of people buying our small thing, we're releasing the big thing, mm. okay? Amiga fans saw what happened there with the C64, and now they're going to be like, man, we want the big thing, so we're all going to buy the small thing. Because here's what we know about Amiga people, Aaron. If there's one thing we know about Amiga people, is that for the most part, they are uh, they are free with the money. 
They're free with their money. They They're not be. afraid to drop some bucks on accelerators. Yeah. They're not afraid to drop some bucks on vampires. Yeah. And this thing is like pocket change compared to those things. That's true. And so if the end goal is to get the Amiga Maxi and the way to get to that goal is to buy, you know, make a small investment in the Amiga Mini. And even if they never use that thing, just to have a USB mouse that looks like a tank mouse, have a CD32 controller, which aren't cheap, by the way, if you're looking to get into the CD32 controller market, if you want something that's not exactly the same, but gives you that same sort of nostalgic feeling, yeah. Yeah. this is this this is the way to go. So I I fully expect a A500 Maxi to appear probably next year, the year after next, probably the year after next, because this thing isn't coming out until 2022. Yeah. And people will not complain. They'll buy the, C, the, the Amiga 500 Maxi and they'll say, yes, our plan worked. And Retro Games Limited says, yes, our plan worked as they drive their Lambos. So, yeah. yeah. Well, you think they're driving Lambos? Well, Listen, man. No. So do you do you want to throw out a a cost that of uh, uh, something like that? Because you're talking this is a this is a pretty large endeavor. I don't know if it would cost any more than the C64 Maxi did, but I'd say it's in the same realm. What did the C64 Maxi go for? I can't remember. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I've never seen. I would. State I would envision. I, I would envision. I would envision the uh, the A five hundred Maxi to probably sell for two hundred dollars. There you go. That they just said it was uh, the Maxi. Uh, it was just side two hundred dollars right yeah. there for the Maxi. So I would say, I would say more. And again, strictly on the basis that there's a little bit extra with the mouse. Uh, and so I'm going to say somewhere in the ballpark of two two thirty. I don't. I, I think that's way. I think that's. Uh, I don't think the mouse is adding anything to the cost. Well, also thing. there's uh, other operating they, expenses and and what. I, mean, I just think the prices are going to be up from the the C64 Max due to the COVID and everything else. I think everything. I think that's part of the reason why it's so much more expensive now. I think because it's it's more expensive to operate than it used to be, and so I'm going to guess we're going up into the 230 range. Yeah. Now, people, there several people have asked about whether that we're going to have a this thing is going to ship with a laser mouse or a ball mouse. I can almost guarantee you with 100 percent accuracy they are not manufacturing new USB powered ball mice. I would be stunned if this if this I would be in fact I would be appalled if I'm, if I'm honest. <laughs> I would I, that would almost make me want to send it back if there was a ball mouse in there. Yeah, that would be. No, uh, I mean, God, I have a ton of these old mice, and the last thing I want is the USB equivalent. No, and and no. here's the thing: if they were going that route, they would talk about that in the marketing material because that's so wacky. That's so yeah. wacky. They'd have to mention it so i want to ask you both as we're uh, what do you think i mean you're I, mean, I think we agree on this but i want to ask you probably deal what do you think do you like this thing uh, do you endorse it um well i endorse it for people that that they're marketing this to which is you're either a total amiga mark and you've got a bunch of amigas and you want to have a cool little amiga that you might fire up every once in a while in your on your big screen TV, but most of the time it's going to sit in a prized place in your office or in your game room. You're going to be able to look upon it and, and and smile, okay? Or you're somebody that's dead set on making the A500 Maxi happen, and you see the route to the A500 Maxi as uh, as 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 buying this thing, okay? Uh, if you are somewhere. If, if you, oh, okay. And then if you're somebody that has a passing familiarity with the Amiga, that's the, that, to be honest with you, 
I, I don't know how big the market is for people that had a passing familiarity with the Amiga that moved on to other things that want to revisit the Amiga. I just, I don't, I, you see people all the time online uh, who are in that boat, but a lot of times they end up going the original hardware route or emulating. And so that fits. I don't know if that that pot of people is as big as just the ultra enthusiast Amiga crowd. What do you think? Listen, for I think for the reasons I mentioned earlier, that this is not a bad pickup for the casual person. I, you know, people are holding out for the maybe for the larger version of this. But if you're like, I've got a mister sitting here. All right. As you know. Mm-hmm. And I just ordered a, a Raspberry Pi 4, so I'm going to have one of those. But at the end of the day, if I can buy a gimmick, okay, and it sets near my TV, and I've got a gamepad that emulates a keyboard on all the games, and it works, and I've got WHD load, and I can just sit back on the couch and not have to touch nothing, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad... And we both, we both have Amigas. We're both bums. We both like to sit back on the couch. Sort of mm-hmm. like a Super Nintendo, right? That's one of the right. selling points we talked about. I like the idea of having a console experience with the 500, and this was is not the worst way to pull it off, frankly. So I, I like that. Will it appeal to, to uh, collectors? Yes. Will it appeal to people that are curious or want to fund the, the next one? Yes. Uh, will they ever bring it over here? I'd say... I don't see why they wouldn't, because effectively, I think they're just going to be shipping over the same thing with a setting changed. So I don't see a reason why they shouldn't do it. Uh, I think I think I like this thing. I okay. think I always liked it, to be honest Rob, with you. Rob has confirmed because he ordered one of these things fairly recently. He paid $129 for the C64 Maxi. So like I said, right around the $200 mark is where I expect this A500 Maxi to, to pop in at. Okay, there um, you go. Now... Here's a question for you. Yeah. Okay. As we wind this thing down, would you do, if you could do something to this thing to improve it, what would you do? Well, I mean, to me, the one big improvement you could make if you could pull it off would just be lower the price. Uh, That said, I heard a lot of people that were not happy that this came with the game pad instead of a joystick. Now, for logistical reasons, the gamepad makes a lot more sense because you're going to be using this thing to maneuver around multiple menus, use a, a keyboard, stuff like that. But a lot of people, their A500 experience was uh, with a proper joystick, like me and you both have. You know, I would wouldn't mind seeing them, and they may do this, by the way. But it wouldn't be it'd be nice maybe to ha- see them come out with something that would that would let you use a proper joystick. I mean, I'm not saying you couldn't get a USB adapter, but maybe an official. A500 mini stick, you know, that you could mm-hmm. use maybe as a second player or maybe it's just one that has uh, have enough buttons. Base it on one of the popular sticks of the day. Uh, and you could, so that would be nice. Uh, listen, I, I like wireless stuff, so that wouldn't be the worst idea either. Uh, uh, so, though, but really, I mean, I don't know what else you need. To me, it seems like, I suppose you could have stuff like dr- floppy drive emulation, but I mean, really, what are we doing here? When you start going down that road, it's just too complex and a waste of time. So I would go with the proper joystick, I think, Vogue. What about you? Um, to me, I would I would make changes to the software. Um, I would, you know, you just bought a, a uh, an at-games pinball uh, a table, right? Yes. One of these virtual pinball things. 
And uh, what's what's one of the, the coolest things about the at games uh, pinball service is that they offer global leaderboards. Okay. Oh yes. Yeah. That's a good idea. But now, obviously the, you know, retro games limited, they're not going to write, or maybe they would, but I doubt that they would write a, an online leaderboard from scratch. However, it would be super cool if somehow they got involved with the guys from AntStream who already are offering a lot of these Amiga games through their streaming service and do offer leaderboards. Um, I would love to see some sort of online functionality with leaderboards. I'm not talking about being able to connect to a service and play multiplayer games simultaneously online. I realize that that's beyond the scope of this thing. But just having a, you know some sort of a Wi-Fi module on this to where it can phone home to some server and just pull down lists of scores where you can you can see global high scores on these games. I think that would be awesome. You know, uh, I which I think it's amazing how far high scores and how much fun it is to compete like that. Mm-hmm. I really, I, and it goes a long way. You know, we asked before we came on the air, but I just asked uh, if anyone had any suggestions of what they would like to see on this thing, or maybe the kind of games they'd like to see. I think we, I'm going to go through a few of these. If, okay, if, man, uh, you're cool with that. So Jason Warren's chimes in. He'd like to see Turrican and two. Cannon fodder and Defender of the Crown. I think those are all pretty good choices. Yeah. I mean, Defender of the Crown, of course, doesn't offer a whole lot of uh, of uh, added uh, uh, gameplay elements, but still, it's it's got the name. I guess it's it's sort of like uh, sort of like having uh, 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 you know battle chess on there. Or something. It's like it's got the big name. I think Turrican Two would be an excellent choice, uh, but again, you go down that road. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's an excellent choice. HSE Ken asks, does it come with Octatracker? No. I'm afraid you have to get that. But Octatracker, very famous music program. That would be fun to have one there. Um, So uh, I see a few people who have chimed in that that tell us that Kickoff 2 is actually better than uh, Sensible Soccer. That's that's an opinion. I will say it's faster. There's no doubt about that. Ricky DeRocher says we need to have pirates or wings on there and lemmings. Also good choice. Lemmings is, is a surprise. Uh, I want to say that there are there any Psygnosis games on this in this compilation at all? I don't, that you I don't see? think so. And yeah. I think uh, with Sony, ma- Sony may control that whole library. I don't know who owns Maybe so. all that. Maybe so. so that, yeah. and which you're pretty much boned, right? Uh, uh, Rick, uh, uh, Jason Warren's also mentions that Battle Squad would be good. I agree. That is a great game. Uh, Picard mentioned that there's no Shadow of the Beast. Again, we're going back to Psygnosis here. If they don't get Psygnosis, now granted, you can add your own stuff, but you know, if they don't have that stuff, uh, that is that would be it. That, that's one of the biggest publishers. I know you're not the biggest fan of them, but, but well, I like them more than Bitmap Brothers. I mean, let's be honest; those oh, guys are the worst. <laughs> Listen, don't give me that. Don't. I don't want to hear that. Another great selection here, Ricky DeRosa, Beneath the Steel Sky. That would be a great uh, addition, boat. And that's a pretty very a pretty much a game that's sort of always mentioned with the Amiga. We've mm-hmm. covered that a while back and. Uh, a very moody, beautiful game uh, from back in the day. Uh, I think Lotus, Lotus Two, or even Lotus Three, would be a good choice to put on here as well. Bode, you've got to uh, put a Lo- you've got to put a Lotus game on here. I mean that that is that it, it seems to me from what little I know about the software uh, rights situation, those games seem like because as far as I know, like no major corporation like Sony owns those rights. Well, uh, a Gremlin, I believe Gremlin. Uh, obviously Gremlin kept going. So they, right. they probably, it's funny, the the most successful game makers on the Amiga all got picked up by people that are still around. 
<laughs> so I wonder if that's going to be a, a a barrier to getting some of that IP on 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 a mini. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, again, this is all sort of moot when you come from the point of view that you could add what you want, but it's still as a selling point that would be nice. Super Tech Boy also mentions Dune One or Two, mm-hmm. so and those are Dune also two, games. Dune Two, yeah. especially. Dune Two uh, would be an know, excellent that, choice. They, yeah. yeah, that that that's the game that started the RTS genre, but. Um, yeah, so there's definitely, definitely room for, uh, improvement and it, it is sort of weird. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the fact that they are making this, uh, you know, WHD compatible out of the box. Uh, but if you're looking to really milk this thing for all it's worth, uh, releasing packs of games on a seasonal basis, uh, is not the worst, you know, idea in the world. You know, say we start out with 25 and every couple months, you know, again, all it takes is a little Wi-Fi dongle inside the single board computer that this thing is running a Amiga emulator on to be able to phone home and say, you know, for five bucks, you can you can download another, you know, 10 or 15 games. That's not an exorbitant price. And you're making more money than having people, you know, just transfer games from, you know, WHD load from their computers. I'm not saying you shouldn't be able to do both because there are tons of people out there that don't want to go through the hassle of, you know, moving games from their PC to their Amiga and would gladly pay five bucks for another 10 games or so every three months, especially if you're including those big name titles. You know, one thing I've learned from having this, uh, the at games legends pinball machine, I think, you know, there are two different ways of thinking on a, on a product like this, right? You've got the way that that they thought did it with this DC 64 in terms of just like, it's a, it's a, they allow you to add your own stuff. It's pretty much open. You get it. There's no connectivity with the internet. It's a and but you take it, you play it. It's a done deal. Mm-hmm. The other way, which is sort of what you were talking about, and it's the way Legends Pinball does it, is sell games in packs, uh, and and have an online store, have some sort of availability of high scores right, right. or content that you can get. And there's a lot to be said for that as a as a method of making money and going forward. You know, it we talk about. Uh, the Amiga as a as a living thing with with products still being made for it right now. Uh, can you imagine uh, the uh, openings this would cause if you were to have some sort of availability of more modern Amiga stuff? We just talked about this contest Amiga Cami's running, right? They're porting over all these games. Now you couldn't use a port direct port from the arcade, but they're gonna you're gonna get a lot of good homebrew. We've seen a lot coming out here recently. Wouldn't it be nice? To have an avenue where people that own these minis could get on board with that with the store, right? Sort of like right. the ZX Next did. Exactly. And it be now, exactly. Of course, what are what what would make that work? You'd have to have an infrastructure from the makers that would be in place. You'd have to add the ability to, to hook these things up to a network. And I'm sure they've done some sort of cost analysis to determine if they thought they could make any money doing it. And hell, I'm, I don't know if they'd make any money or not. But in like a dream world. This would be a great way to expose the up and coming Amiga stuff to uh, your every man, right? Because right. really, this would this opens up the world of Amiga to everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, to uh, people. I've seen a lot. There's been a lot of controversy on on the Amiga Facebook group, as there always is about this, and a lot of people really hate this thing. They and a lot of them don't like Cloanta being involved. But at, I don't think they look at this. We may have a fresh perspective given the fact that we're in America. We've been struggling to get these things to work for so long. If you are someone who just would like to explore the Amiga library without a bunch of rigmarole and video issues and trying to get hard drives set up, 
this is a perfect way to do it. It's a great way to introduce people to the Amiga and get them hooked. Yeah. And here's another thing, too. You're you are self-admittedly about as cheap as they come. Okay. Thank but you. when you bought the when you bought into the old at games virtual pinball table, you suddenly, because you saw a product that you thought was quality and you thought that people actually put some soul into you became on board with actually spending some cash because you liked what they were doing and you wanted to support the movement. Absolutely. Okay? Yes. And this could be the moment for the Amiga yep. where, you know, we've been, how long have we've been waiting for a quote unquote new Amiga? Okay. How long have people been waiting for it to, to get behind something that is new, that has the Amiga name on it. And if you come out, with you know a system that has stuff like online community features like high score tables and stuff like that with you know every couple months we release a pack of games that are the hottest new indie games you know and bundle them up together just like the Evercade does Evercade's great at this where they'll release a cartridge with all of the hot indie games on it that that everybody's playing these days yeah, and are they cheaper most, yeah are they cheaper than buying them on itch.io? Probably not. But people like the fact that they can get a curated list, you know, a curated group of games that they know is good. That's sort of the new hotness. If you could do that with the Amiga, turn that all into this package where it's like you're not buying this hunk of plastic that plays Amiga stuff. You're you're exploring this new future where the Amiga is still a relevant thing. That's powerful. That's powerful. Yeah. And and. Unlike the that particular product, which I know it has definitely people love that thing, but you, as you mentioned earlier, the Amiga was such a high startup cost and difficulty, uh, and you've got something this simple. Uh, if you could add some sort of connectivity to it, and maybe this is something they could think about putting into to the larger version. Yeah, maybe so, this I mean, could be know, something coming with the Maxi. Sure, but I mean, it would be great. You know, it would be great to see a company think about the community when they put out a product and maybe just maybe contribute to it, mm -hmm. you know, that, that wouldn't that be something novel, right? Now, we will see what happens. And the funny thing about this boat, and we can close right around here. Here's a company that has gleefully and willingly let you pirate all the software you want in the Amiga. <laughs> and what we're proposing is a model where they make money and people get paid. Who'd have thunk it, Boat? We've come full circle, my friend. It is. It's an amazing thing. <laughs> all right. Well, we hope you've enjoyed our thoughts and our uh, the chat's thoughts on the on the A500 Mini. If you have thoughts of your own, uh, please feel free to uh, respond in the YouTube comments. We'd love to read those. And uh, who knows? Is uh, more games get announced? Maybe more features get announced? We may do a volume two of one of these little talks. And uh, as updates arise, we'll report on those for sure. All right, guys, we'll see you next time. Until then, <laughs> adios. adios.